Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Make Disciples Podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and today I am joined in the podcast studio with uh, Bob Evans, our pastor for CARE. So, Bob, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Dan. It's always good to be with you. Yeah. We got an interesting topic to talk about today. So, you've been with us for our past episodes. You know that we're in the middle of a series talking about how good theology matters. We're trying to demystify theology, to move beyond this idea of treating theology as a distant thing that uh, other people do, and instead making the argument that we all do theology. And so our last time together, and I was talking with uh, Pastor David about this, we answered the question, what is theology? And we said, uh, Bob, that theology is simply the study of God, and it doesn't have to be an academic idea, although it can be, and it's good to be an academic thing, but it's something that we all engage in. Right. Everybody has a theology, even if you're uh, not theological, because you have a view of God at some point or some level. And so it's not a matter of will you do theology or will you not do theology? The question is, what is your theology? For the Christian, I think theology is is kind of a double-edged sword because we're supposed to know who God is or study his character. Um, The danger is, I found this in seminary, the danger is is that you begin studying the Bible and looking at the character of God like you're performing an autopsy. Mm. In other words, you're trying to pull apart things to understand them. And in a sense, you end up judging the Bible or judging the character of God, Mm. examining it kind of uh, dispassionately. And failing to grasp that the real purpose of theology, the goal of theology is the title of your podcast here, uh, is to know God better. When we objectify God and make him a being uh, or a uh, you know, concept to be studied, we lose the personal side of this whole thing. Okay, mm-hmm. God is a person, a personality, and the goal of studying who he is is to get to know him better. And ultimately, therefore, to love him more and to reflect him more, to glorify him in the world we live in, and to uh, become more like him. And so if our theology does not lead to that, I think it is being misapplied and actually abused in some ways. And then people in my tradition that take the Bible seriously, that believe that theology is important, have the greater tendency to do that than maybe many other people. And so uh, while we need to know who God is by studying his truths and his uh, character, if we just stop with head knowledge, we are simply making a huge mistake about what the ultimate goal of this whole pursuit is. Yeah. And this is our topic for today, this idea of the goal of theology. And like you said, this whole idea of knowing God is really important. But if we leave it in the realm of the theoretical or the philosophical and don't recognize the thoroughly practical nature of it, we're missing out on the goal of theology. Well, we we separate uh, the study of God from surrender to him, Mm -hmm. uh, from uh, obedience, from falling at his feet, being amazed at who he is. And so we end up arguing over theological concepts and truths. We, uh, I did this in seminary a lot with people. I would argue over the uh, character of God or the nature of God. What's often lacking in that 
is the transformed heart that should actually reflect the love of God. Yeah. Okay. So if our theology is not leading us to a deeper dependence, celebration, and joy in who the Lord is himself, uh, we're missing the mark. I think it was B.B. Warfield that said that we're supposed to know as much as we can about God, because the less we know about him, the less we can glorify him. Hmm. In other words, if we don't know a person very well, we can make huge mistakes about who they are, who their motives are, what they do, what their you know, gifts are, you know, what their best qualities are. If I don't know a person well, I'm going to have a view of that person like Swiss cheese. So Warfield said, uh, like, if you take the whole totality of who God is, like a piece of pie, the less pieces of pie you have, the less you can glorify him because you don't know him. Mm. But it's got to it's got to go beyond this empirical objective data into the relational aspect to say, uh, this is who he is and this is why I'm called to trust him and love him and follow him and pursue him. And so if there needs to be light in theology, but there needs to be heat. Mm. And the heat is the passion to know him better. The light is the actual knowledge of him that helps us get to the uh, relational side. Yeah, maybe a good example of this is when we talk about the holiness of God, and we, we've had a sermon series on this topic, and we can talk about the holiness of God as a dispassionate reality, but on the other hand, when we look at it in, say, Isaiah 6, for example, it gives us this idea that this holiness of God should lead us to recognize our own sinfulness and how we cannot stand in the presence of God in any way, shape, or form because of our sin. And that allows us to recognize just how beautiful, how wonderful the grace that he affords us is. Yeah, well, holiness, uh, you know, you can't take any attribute of God and say one is more important than the other. But I've always argued that holiness is the most celebrated attribute in the Bible. Holy, holy, holy. You see this in the heavenly beings. And that always led to worship. Isaiah 6 uh, was a worship experience. He fell on his face. He cried out, woe is me, I'm unclean. And then, of course, he was healed on the spot. Grace was given to him. But you see this in Revelation 4 where the beings were falling down before him. And so uh, very far from being dispassionate, objective truth that they just accepted, uh, they were very experientially involved in the uh, relationship with God and in surrender and humility and awe and worship at, at that point. So I used to be more um, enamored with the idea that knowing more uh, meant that you were in a better place spiritually. I've mm-hmm. completely uh, disavowed that idea because I've seen the failure of that in my own life. Yeah. And it's important to uh, conclude our time here by talking about that a little bit, because there are people who learn more and have a much more specific and atomized understanding of theology that they can hear someone else say something about God and they say, well, that word, that's a problem because you can't talk about it in that way. And they are very concerned about it. And certainly that matters. Let's be clear. I mean, we can go back to some of the early debates in Christianity where they were having issues over single letters, homo usias or homoousias. Right. That that's kind of right. Idea. Dealing with the character of Christ, for yeah. instance, there, right? Yeah. And so that's certainly important, but we can also recognize that if our theology is simply getting us to be more argumentative about what is the proper theology, we're missing the point. 
And can we go to, say, 1 Timothy 1.5, where Paul tells Timothy the aim of our instruction, instruction is love. Is right, love. Right. Yeah, and there's a balance there because uh, we don't want people to misrepresent the character of God. Pretty soon you're into uh, aberrational views or even heretical views. I mean, we want to keep people out of that. But when we argue and nitpick over very small things, think that it's rooted in pride. I think it's rooted in some arrogance to uh, prove oneself right in debates and so forth. And uh, I even see this in apologetics. Sometimes the apologetic approach, which is the defense of the gospel, is not meant to try to help an unbeliever see Jesus. It's to win the argument, right? Mm -hmm. So I have very little regard for theological argumentation. The only reason it's important is if it helps us surrender and uh, become more Christ-like in in our uh, our whole approach to uh, understanding who God is. Yeah. So maybe one more point we can add to this against that pride is the goal of theology should be humility. I mean, When when we're talking about God, there's a certain comedy about the finite trying to understand the infinite, the temporal trying to understand the atemporal, right? I find it ironic that uh, people in my camp, if you want to call it a camp, who who have a lofty view of the character of God are often the most arrogant in the way they express it. Mm. And I find that to be a disconnect between what they know and how they should be reacting to the very knowledge that they claim is so wonderful, immense and expansive and fantastic. Because the more we know about him, the more we should be in surrender in our hearts. So I think that's the goal of theology, to become more like Jesus, to glorify him and to um, personally uh, reflect uh, the fruit of the Spirit in the life we live each day. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for joining us Uh, for this episode, Bob. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My thanks to Catherine Eckhart, the producer of this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida.